So, Mary. Yeah. I'm <laughs> freaking out just a tiny little bit. Uh-oh. Because I'm getting on a plane this week. Where are you going? <gasps> I'm also, going. Do you have, a, how many masks do you have? We're like five masks. At a time. Got this. Look at this cute one I just made. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That side and then this side. This is so good for an audio oh. show. Yes. And then this oh, has yes. little pink. It's blue with blue pink flowers. flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got that one. I also have this one, which goes around like the back of your head. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of around the ears. Oh, to protect your ears. I did mm-hmm. get, like, an ear sore the other day, so yeah. it happens. And then, I have, and then I have sunflowers. I like sunflowers. So, I got a good I got a good variety there. Yeah. But, yes, I'm getting on a plane in, like, two days for to go, I, on a biz, to go on a business trip. Where's your business trip? I'm just being very businessy. So <laughs> let me guess. If it's very businessy yeah. and it's not Sioux Falls... You are going right. to, I'm going to guess Denver was the first one that came to you my mind. You know what? That is a great guess, but no, it's not Denver. Not Denver. A little bit norther, norther and larger than that. Seattle? No, I'm no. going to Montana. And you're flying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm flying to Montana. All right. I mean, it would have been like a 16-hour drive. Yeah, that's like, that's a long time. Especially it's a long time. Are you, would it be, are you alone? I'm I'm alone. Oh, I'm not. I'm not alone. I'm flying with an with a business associate. <laughs> your your mother. I'm a person who doesn't have a job, and I'm going on a business trip with my business associate. Whoa. No, it's just like for a freelance job, okay. and so uh, one of my good friends has been working for this company for a while, and I'm going along too. So nice to do a little work. So, but. I mostly spent a day in a spin hole of like, I'm gonna get the COVID on the plane. Yeah. But I watched some NBC and Lester mm-hmm. Holt reassured me that it's no more dangerous than anything else that you would do in this time and age. Flying on a plane versus like yeah. going shopping in a store versus yeah. even for going me, to like a... going to work, I feel like. Yeah. There's going to work, going to a coffee shop, going yeah. to a restaurant, anything going to like church. that. Yeah. He's like, he was just like, because the, there's HEPA filters in the plane and it like circulates everything. Okay. So you're pretty safe on the plane as long as someone is not sitting right beside you coughing on you, basically. Mm. But we're flying on an airline that requires masks, that is banning middle seats. Um, and then my I'm going with my friend. And she's been a little bit more active this year than I have okay. with traveling and things. Mm-hmm. And so my mom said, oh, that's great. At least you're not going alone. You can use her as a human shield. <laughs> now showing the All My Movies podcast. Please silence your cell phones and enjoy the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Erin. And I'm Mary. And this is the All My Movies Podcast. Yeah. All the movies. Mm-hmm. We're watching them one by one. Yep. And by all the movies, we mean all of <laughs> Emma Thompson's movies. Asterisk, That's most of them. Most Or of quite a trying few. Trying some. <laughs> The highlights. The ones we can get our hands on. Yes. 
But you guys know that because you're our great loyal fans and listeners. Mm-hmm. So you you understand what all my movies is all about. And you know that this season we are breaking down the career of Dame Emma Thompson. And taking a look at her movies and uh, and giving you our take on her movies. Yes. The ones we like. Like Johnny English. <laughs> Amazingly, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> And the ones we didn't like, Love Actually. Love Actually, which apparently a lot of people love. Including one of our listeners, one of my aunts, <gasps> loves Love Actually, and I confronted her about it. Did mm-hmm. you have, like, specifics? Could she name something about it? Like, I need to know more. Um, She just loves it. Okay. And she thinks it's fun, Um, if I remember correctly. And, uh, like, she likes the Hugh Grant and the Colin Firth and, you know. Yeah. And then I gave her our points of, like, no, it's actually really depressing. (laughs) (laughs) So she has not yet listened to our Love Actually cast. Okay. Okay. So she said she was going to give it a listen to hear our thoughts. And I was like, well, you're not going to like them. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to hate this. (laughs) That's right. Shout out. Uh. But this movie, I'm going to say that, well, we'll find out what we thought about this movie, yes. and uh, which is Stranger Than Fiction, a 2006 drama, indie, sort of odd... Yeah. Was it a tragedy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, get to we'll that later find in out. The movie. Yeah. In the yeah. movie review here. Uh-huh. But... First, to kick us off, what we always like to do is we're going to find the degree of separation between Emma Thompson in this movie and our season one actress, Sandra Bullock. So we each found a different one. So I found a two-step, and you found a Mm one-step. So I'll go first. Okay. So um, mine was that Maggie Gyllenhaal, who was in The Dark Knight. Question on that. Does she replace the What's-Her-Face character? Katie Holmes, that one. yes. Okay. Yeah, they did a little switcheroo there. Switcheroo, okay. That's right. So she was in The Dark Knight, Batman, uh, with Michael Caine, who was, of course, in Miss Congeniality yes. with Sandy. So that was the one that I came up with. Yeah. Mary. And I found that Tony Hale, who plays Dave in this film, he was in The Heat with Sandra Bullock That's and right. Melissa McCarthy. I forgot. It's right at the beginning, and yeah. I I didn't like, I do... remember it. I had to look up an image of him in the thing, and I was like, I still don't really remember it. It's been too. It's been a while. I love Tony Hale. I love him. Is Buster Bluth? Hey, yeah. brother. That's my favorite. He's my favorite in that. And then uh, Veep, which is again, it's it's a very cr- crass and crude show, <laughs> but he is so funny and and sweet in it. Have you in seen? The end. Toy Story 4? Because he's Forky. No. I I did know that, but no, I haven't seen it. But I think you spoiled it for me. How so? But I think... I think you told me what happens. I am Didn't you so tell me what sorry. happens? I probably no, did. No, no, no. Did you no, 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 tell it's okay. me it was okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I told you to tell me what happens because I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> My husband can do a pretty good Forky imitation, though. It's kind of fun. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Good times all around. Yeah. <laughs> Invite us to all your parties. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about Toy Story. We are talking about Stranger Than Fiction. And this came out in 2006, so a couple years ago. So why mm-hmm. don't we play the trailer to remind you 
uh, what this movie was all about. Dave, I'm being followed. How are you being followed? You're not moving. It's by a woman's voice. She's narrating. Oh. Harold couldn't concentrate on his work. I can't think while you're talking. You have a voice speaking to you. About me, accurately, and with a better vocabulary. Harold found himself exasperated. Shut up! Cursing the heavens in futility. No, I'm not. I'm cursing you, you stupid voice. So shut up and leave me alone! Well, Mary, can you sum this movie up for us in a Twitter tweet? I would love to. Emma co-stars in this thought-provoking film about a man, Will Ferrell, who hears his, his life narration. Everyone thinks he is crazy, except for a professor of literary theory. That's right, who is Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Who, um, so this is a, a reunite, reuniting of uh, our two movies ago, Last Chance Harvey. So That's if right. you want to hear what we thought about Last Chance Harvey, go back. Listen. Mm-hmm. We thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I liked it more than you Aaron. You thought it was more okay than I thought yeah. it was more okay. Yeah. Okay, so I think Which I gave it a higher rating yeah. because, like, you I, did. like, just seen it and, like, I saw the ending and it just it gave some good feels. Like, similar to mm-hmm. how, like, a nice Hallmark movie ends. Sure. Yeah. So, and I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. But Anyways. we're talking about this other one. So We're talking about uh, Stranger Than Fiction yeah. this time around. Mary, had you seen this movie before? Yep, but like Aaron so many times before, I do not remember where or when. Um, well, good thing you're sitting down, Mary, because I do remember what? when I first saw this movie. Oh my goodness. That's right. Was I with you? No. Okay. I don't think this, I think this was pre-us being (laughs) friends. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, it was in college. Mm -hmm. It had to be, (laughs) I'm guessing in 2007, my freshman year of college, myself and a group of friends went to the cheap seats and watched this. And it was like, it was, uh, like, it was like a group of of boys and girls. And I remember that the girls did not really get it or like it mm-hmm. and that the boys were like this is the best movie i've ever seen oh interesting <laughs> and we were just like really <laughs> i remember not like loving it I like I, I i i and i and i had not watched it since then because i just remember mm. thinking eh, i didn't really like it that much However, this time around, I did very much enjoy it. So that was my uh, first impression and first uh, instance in seeing this movie. Mary, how about you? So I think I'm vaguely remembering my friend, my best friend in high school. She worked at the gas station that also like rented out movies. Mm-hmm. So she got to wa- we got to watch movies for free, which was amazing. It's amazing. Um, so I feel like it since it came out in 2006, maybe we would have done that because we would have been. We were still in high school. Like, that was our last year of high school was 07 when it maybe yeah. would have been coming out on DVD. So there's a chance mm-hmm. we would have watched it just as friends, just potentially. Because, like, we like – we watched some of the off – like, not as mainstream Will Ferrell, like, kicking and screaming. Like, we liked that yeah. one. Um, yeah. Um, I feel like I liked the movie as a whole just because it was interesting and, like, I hadn't seen maybe a story done like that. Uh-huh. For, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie like that and – Maybe I have. I don't remember. Anyway, it was just, it was unique and. Yeah. It wasn't Will Ferrell. It like, I don't know. It has some 
stuff that maybe goes against my morals, but it on the up on the whole it was pretty good. Like I I mm-hmm. enjoyed it, and I did like I own it, so I think I liked it enough to buy it later. Wow, potentially nice. used, but okay. I still bought it. Counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about when this movie came out. Uh, it came out on November tenth, two thousand and six. It debuted at number four. That's pretty good. For a smaller, for a smaller-ish, you know, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one movie that week was Borat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nope. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Uh, mm-hmm. The second, second movie is The Santa Claus 3. And the third movie was Flushed Away. So that was at the top of the box office that okay. week. Mary, do you want to guess the budget? Okay. Uh, this budget... It has lots of big names in it, but is it before they were big? Nope, they were big. Will Ferrell's, I'm looking at Will Ferrell's, like, roster. He's yeah. like, well, no, he's huge, huge famous already. Yeah. Pretty um, famous. I don't know, it just feels like an indie to me, so I don't want to go too high. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess something different. I'm going to guess 15 million. Uh, no, I'm sorry, no. that is not correct. But I've been closer with 20. Yes, you would have <laughs> been closer. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer was that this is a $30 million. Whoa. I know. I was a little surprised. Domestically, it only made $40 million, hmm. And then worldwide, $53 million. So it didn't do great overseas, comparatively. Yeah. Uh, but it has a pretty good score on Rotten Tomatoes. The critic score is 73%. Yeah. Uh, with the audience score being 85%. And I will say, like, a lot of people that I talked to, uh, I was talking to a friend the other day, and I mm-hmm. told her that we had watched this movie, and she said that that was one of her, this is one of her favorites. Oh, wow. But let's talk a little bit about our stars who are in this one and their the timeline of their career. Um, Dustin Hoffman is obviously in this. He's he's the guy that Will Ferrell goes to, to help, for help. Yeah. Uh, um, but we kind of broke down his uh, movie career in last two weeks mm-hmm. ago's episode. So if you want to hear um, about how much uh, Mary loves the movie Hook, go listen to that. <laughs> I love Hook. I'll say it again. <laughs> um, for Will Ferrell... Mm-hmm. This was a slight departure from what he had previously been doing, obviously, as this is not a straight comedy. Mm -hmm. Will Ferrell obviously rose to fame with SNL. He was on there from 1995 to 2002 and did, you know, the great things of like, you know, he was um, Harry Carey. He played him. He was, uh, you know. Spartan uh, cheerleaders. Spartan cheerleader. uh, Cowbell. Yeah. I need more cowbell. So he... Uh, obviously, very silly, comedic guy. Um, well, these are just some of his first bigger movies and where he just kind of had bit parts. You know, Austin Powers came out in 1997, Zoolander, like, in 2001. Right. Um, Night at the Roxbury, he was more of the co-star with Chris Kattan in 1998. Okay. Uh, and then he kind of starts becoming more, I feel like this is when we start getting into the Will Ferrell movies. Like, Old School was in 2003. Then my favorite Will Ferrell movie is Elf, also right. in 2003. Like, what uh-huh. a difference in genres in 2003 for Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> and then and I think probably what he's no, most known for is Anchorman, came out in 2004, followed by Ricky Bobby in Talladega Nights in 2006 and Blades of Glory in 2007. I just love it that he was just like, I'm just going to make these weird sports movies because then he made, like, Semi-Pro with the basketball. Yeah. 
And I kind of looked a little bit more. I mean, there's so many Will Ferrell movies out there. Step Brothers, and, like, he just has done so many, mm-hmm. like, really ridiculous ones um, that people really love. And most of them, I do feel, are funny. I remember seeing Ricky Bobby, like, that, you know, that was an often quoted thing in Blades of Glory and everything. Right. I did watch um, Eurovision, yeah. his most recent. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. on Netflix. How was that? It was- I mean, a lot. Some parts are over the top, but like on the whole, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I tried to look to see if he had done anything a little bit more dramatic, and the only thing I could find was I think maybe in like twenty eighteen, him and Kristen Wiig yeah. did a Lifetime movie, where they like play a was couple that the spoils of who basically or whatever. Oh, I don't okay. remember what it was called. Okay. But they're, they're a couple who, like, steal a woman's baby, essentially. Because oh they can't have a baby. I know. And I was like, is this supposed to be, like, a comedy? And, like, a, just a spoof? Right. But it was, like, a legit movie. And it was for Lifetime's, like, 25th anniversary or something like that. Oh, where they hired, like, these comedic actors to play these serious roles, like, on Lifetime. And uh, I try to read some reviews about it, and they're like, yeah, everyone is just confused because they play it so straight. Like, this is serious. Like, they're not playing it for laughs. Yeah. But they do are doing some of the, like, you know, tropes of Lifetime movies and things mm-hmm. like that. But So that was the only other thing that was off off character for, for Will Ferrell, I would say, okay. minus this. Yeah. Which I think he did get some good, like, recognition and praise for his work in this. Oh, cool. Uh, I guess, yeah, do, so, we don't look up awards, I don't, I don't, do we, much? No, I don't think he I don't think he won anything big, okay. I don't think. Uh, best Original Screenplay at the National Board of Review Award. So, nothing yeah, too crazy out there. That's a big name right there. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's better than anything we've ever won. That's true. I take that back. Winning he- co-head girl is probably our most amazing achievement. Yeah. I was going to say outstanding senior media studies student, but whatever. <laughs> Because you got that too, right? I mean, that too. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe? I think I won a purple... Did I win a purple feather? I feel like, yeah, you probably did. I did not I win a purple feather. I think I had a purple feather. feather. Yeah. I... My... Uh, my. What was... Did you... Did Alex do, uh, like, Little Cougar yes. Strawberry Blueberry Breakfast Awards? Um, what was yours? I was... Uh, something about, like, most likely to be Tina Fey's friend. <laughs> That's an amazing one! <laughs> yeah. Mine was, I'm not going to get it right because it was like really wordy. It was like um, most likely to host an NPR show either on SNL or on NPR or something like that. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's great. That was a funny one. Thank you. Thank you to my brother. (laughs) Yeah. Who has been a a two-time repeat guest on our show. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's switch gears. Look, let's look at Emma's career. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2003, she did Love Actually. 2004, she does Prisoner of Azkaban. Hey. We've both reviewed both of those, yeah, so yeah. go back and take a listen. Uh, 2005, Nanny McPhee. Uh, and then after Stranger Than Fiction, she does Order of the Phoenix in 2007. And I Am Legend in 2007, where she makes everyone into zombies accidentally. Oops. I know. Whoopsies. Um, so that what was uh, what Emma was doing mm-hmm. uh, around the time of this movie. So let's break this plot down, Mary. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. So it kind of uh, basically follows two characters, and Emma and Will Ferrell, yeah. and 
and uh, kind of builds up to the end of, of when they meet. So let's just talk a little about, do you want to tell uh, our lovely listeners about Emma or about Will? I'll take a stab at Will. And you can fill in. Let's do it. You can fill in at will. <laughs> if you will. So, okay, I'll stop. Um, that's all I had, so that's why I had to stop. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it opens. And I, one thing I want to say, like, off the bat is, like, this movie, ha- um, it also has cool graphics happening in it. Like, every so often. Yeah. Like, so, Harold Crick is um, Will's character's name. And he is, like, an mm-hmm. IRS auditor. And he just uh-huh. is just very set in his routine. And we learned this from a lovely British narrator. Um, just like telling us all about Will and like how he just does a single wins or not in his tie um, every day just because it saves some time. He uh, loves his watch. He like lives by that watch. Um, it yeah, lets him know when he's running late and <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it just has cool graphics that go. So, like, he brushes his teeth, what was it, like, 38 times or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. So many times it's this like way, a, so many times up and down. It's like an infographic come to life on, on the screen. Yeah, yep. That's a yeah. good way of putting it. Just with, like, fun little symbols and numbers, and it's ticking, and then little bars are coming out to point at yeah. things. And really subtle. Like, they're just, like, plain white bars. But, yeah, that is that is a fun little feature mm-hmm. in the movie. So maybe I should have gone bigger on the budget. Anyway. <laughs> cool. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about Will's personality? Does he have one? He's very, like, kind of blah. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. When you first see him, he's, like, he's alone. He lives, like, alone in this apartment. And the apartment is just super sparse. Like, it looks like it could be a motel room. Like, there's hardly anything sure. personal about it. Yeah. Um. And then he goes to work, and maybe this is his personality. People just always ask him math questions. Yeah. And he can, like, yeah. do it can in do his it. head. And just come up yeah. with, like, uh, long multiplication problems just in a snap. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's an IRS auditor. We find out later that he hasn't taken a vacation in years. <laughs> he just, mm-hmm. like, keeps going back. Um, I'm trying to remember, like... Doesn't really have any friends to speak of. No. Baby Tony Hale's character. Yeah, like a that's like bit. his maybe one friend. It's this guy named Dave, mm-hmm. played by Tony Hale. Uh, but you don't really mm-hmm. meet him until like the next day at work, I think. And that is when. Right. So you kind of get like this first day, like it sets up, establishes his routine. And then the next day, he hears the narrator. Like he can hear it. And he like looks at yeah. his toothbrush, shakes it, like, what is going on? Like, are you, hello, are you there? Like, and then, like, thinking someone's spying on him. Um, yeah. And, like, he goes to work, but he's just, like, on edge all the time. He gets a math question wrong and has to, like, go back and give him the correct number. Um, what else happened? Is this the day when he runs into Dave when he's filing? Yeah. Okay, so he's filing yeah. these file folders. And he, as he, like slides them across and like puts them in the bin or whatever um it it makes a sound like a wave so like the narrator is like guessing correctly or saying correctly that he like he imagines such like this great big ocean being built up Mm -hmm. as he's listened to so many waves because he's counting everything like he counts his steps he counts stairs he counts ceiling tiles all that Mm -hmm. kind of thing 
this is um when it was a great line again by tony hale and will ferrell is just was there in this big open room and he's just like i'm being followed and tony hale's like but you're not moving (laughs) that was really good and he's like no when i move when i do something Mm -hmm. then the narrator comes and is like not reading my thoughts, but it's just, like, speaking the things that I'm thinking as I'm doing it or thinking it. And, yeah. And, you know. And then he makes uh, him, like, so listen. Concerned. And, like, he does one of the <laughs> file folders. And he's like, I do. I do hear yeah. an ocean. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Dave's like, what? No one else can hear it. No. no. So yeah. we find out a little bit later, but Dave tells somebody in HR that Will's a little off. <laughs> so mm-hmm. good for Dave. Good for Dave. Also, when they're in that room, he gets, they both get an assignment to go audit someone. I forget what the choice is. Yes. Were, like a baker and something else. Yeah. It was maybe like a little. Or like a lawyer, a lawyer or something. And Dave was like being nice. It's like, why don't you take the baker? <laughs> like that mm-hmm. one. Like, it's like easier. this really thick, fat folder versus like the baker's tiny right, little, right. like two pieces of paper. Yeah. So then he has to go and do, I don't think you'd call it a meet cute, um, with. Anna Pascal. No, a meet awkward. A meet awkward. With Anna Pascal, who is played by Maggie Gillahan. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she's a baker and she's kind of, she didn't pay the percentage of taxes that went to, like, the things she didn't like. I forget. She's like, I'm all about public yeah, education. Like, I'm about roads, but yeah. I'm not about these other mm-hmm. things. Or, like, campaigns. Yeah, it was... Yeah. War and discretionary okay. funds yeah. and campaign things and yeah. Yep. So she, she's like, I just didn't pay those taxes. Mm-hmm. And he's just mm-hmm. like, you can't do that. It's like I'm gonna audit you. Um, yeah. They're very much the two of them are very polar opposites. Mm-hmm. Like Will Farrell is just like this straight laced. Like even he, like he is tall. He has good posture. He's in a t- suit yeah. and tie. He carries a briefcase. And his like, hair is like he really is no tight nonsense. in this movie. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say he's he's a little thinner in this movie than, so. like, later Will Ferrell's, yeah. who is, I think, is known for his, like, gut. Mm-hmm. He's quite fit. Um, whereas, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, like, has tattoos and not wearing a bra and, you know, just as, like, her hair is, like, in a bandana. Yeah. Like, she's very much, like, she runs, like, a hippy-dippy bakery, kind of. Mm-hmm. So very much just polar opposite people. Which is a very funny contrast between the two of them. Yeah. And, I don't know, he kind of makes a fool of himself for staring at her a little bit much. <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, looking at the wrong spot. And, <laughs> yeah, I think he leaves and that's kind of sets up that, like, they'll be working together in the future. Right. And it probably won't be super smooth because mm-hmm. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal's going to put up a, a fuss about it. She's going to put up a bit of a fuss. And, um, but you can tell, like, he is just very much drawn to her mm-hmm. and not just because she's beautiful, but again, because she like just represents everything that he's not. And, uh, like, cause there's one little bit later, um, you know, he meets up with Dustin Hoffman's character and he asks him like, well, what do you want to do? Like, or maybe that's the psychiatrist. Someone asks him, like, well, what do you, would you want to do with your life? Mm. And he's just like, oh, I don't know play guitar i get like he has no like aspirations really right. like he doesn't want to go anywhere he doesn't want to write a book or you mm-hmm. know he just he maybe he would like to play guitar you know <laughs> he just doesn't have a lot going on and so he just sees like this like 
Maggie Gyllenhaal's character is like alive, and he is just like, Bleh. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so he becomes slightly infatuated with her. Yeah. While Will Ferrell's character like is hearing this narrator, one morning, um, he's hearing it, and then all of a sudden, like she says something about. Little did he know that that small action would lead to his imminent death. (laughs) And then he's like, what? So then he cut, why, when, how? So he's just very confused because now it says he's going to die. And And she's been right about everything else up to this. And he was waiting for a bus. Mm -hmm. So there's like a bunch of his coworkers and other people around him. (laughs) Watching him freak out. Yeah. And um, so at this point, then, like, he goes to a psychologist to try to get answers. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the um, HR guy, because Dave had reported yeah. him, so talks to the HR guy first, and then I think goes to, like, the therapist or psychiatrist. Yeah, I think he he tells him to take a little vacation. That's right. So take the next day and, off. Um, yeah. And then, so the psychiatrist is trying to tell him that he's, like, schizophrenic. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not paranoid. Like, I'm just, I'm hearing a voice that's telling me what I'm doing, not telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, well, hypothetically, what would you do, like, if I'm being, if I'm, like, a story is narrating in my brain? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I would go talk to someone who knows about books, who knows about stories. So that's how we find Stefan Hoffman, who's yeah. a literary professor at a, like, community college, I'm guessing, because he's also, like, the lifeguard at the pool. That's a fair point. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, so this is where we meet Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. um, who seems to be busy and is always either drinking coffee or pouring coffee or making coffee yeah. or pouring coffee into other mugs. Sometimes and he eats yogurt. that was a funny little tick. And he eats a yogurt sometimes. Yeah. I always think those are interesting choices. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he finds Dustin Hoffman, and then you know they decide to. He decides he's gonna help him. Yeah. Because he said, "Little did he know." That's right. So he's like, "There's something that's gonna happen." Because he Dustin Hoffman said, "I've done seminars and papers about the phrase little did he know in literature Mm -hmm. and so he's like that means that you are not imagining this like or that you you know it's something is going to happen that you don't know about but it's in your own mind like so that's those phrases convinces Dustin Hoffman Mm -hmm. to help him I kind of enjoy that scene. try to figure out who this narrator is yeah Yeah. I enjoy that scene just Mm -hmm. because he says little did he know so often so much (laughs) it's a great little phrase done seminars on little did he know I've written books on little did he know anyway so that's when we start meeting our narrator, who is Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. who is, I'm going to say, um, looks um, maybe the worst we've seen her to date. She so. looks very tired mm-hmm. and just circles under her eyes and smokes like nobody's business. Yeah. And she is our author. And when we first meet her, she is on top of a building reaching out. And fantasizing what it would be like to jump off. Mm-hmm. But then we see she's really actually not on the building. She is she's like um, standing on in her, her desk, office. Right? Standing yeah. on her desk, yes. Okay. And so she is this great author, Karen Eiffel. And she, for the past 10 years, she has not been able to write a book. Mm-hmm. And she has been like, a, she's, a, she's a famous author. Like she's got one acclaim for her, for her books and her writing. Um, but there's just something she can't finish this last book mm-hmm. that she's been working on. So they send in Queen Latifah to come. Yeah. The publisher sends in Queen Latifah to help like motivate her and get, she's like, I have never missed a date. 
I never asked for an extension. Mm -hmm. Like, I am here to give you what you need so you can finish this book and get over your writer's block. And so mostly we see Emma, like, and Queen Latifah, like, envisioning terrible ways to die. Yes. Like, she pictures herself, like, in a car driving off a bridge mm-hmm. on a rainy day. She they um, go, like, wants to go to the hospital, morgue. Right? Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> she asks the nurse, she asks the nurse, she's like, now these people are sick, but they're not dying. They're not gonna die. Where are the people that are gonna die? Can I see them? <laughs> so, um, she doesn't have, also, I'm gonna say, doesn't have any friends. Um, she says she gets a lot of letters, but she never responds. Right. Uh, you know, she's very connected and committed to her craft. Mm-hmm. And her offices are very much like Harold's IRS offices. It's stark. It's white in his apartment. There's nothing on the walls. Yeah. You know, it's just like bare bones. So also there's nothing else really, you know, in her life except trying to finish this book. And, um, Mm -hmm. and her problem is, is that she can't figure out how to kill the character Harold Crick, which is, of course, Will Ferrell's real name. Yeah. So, you know, is this kind of like a sci-fi, you know, movie where she is, you know, controlling what he's doing? And, uh, I don't know. It's just an interesting, I think that's what threw us off when we watched it the first time around because there's no rules like, one day he just starts hearing her voice, like... Right. But it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of a story. And so. if she'd been working That's on mostly... it for so long, how yeah, how he only heard it, it before? Now? Yeah. Hmm. But maybe because, because later we see that he only, like, it only comes to fruition when she types it on the typewriter. Oh, that's true. And then, like, puts a mm-hmm. punctuation on it. Puts the period on mm-hmm. it. That's a great scene, too. Yeah. When she's like, the phone rings, and then the phone rings. Yeah. The phone rings again, and it rings again. It yeah, rings a so. third time. Period. Yeah. Ring, ring. Yeah. It's, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was good. And, and she, her character, again, like, that's mostly what we see her doing, is trying to write and looking for horrible ways to die. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and chain smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, mm. hey. I'm trying to think of, yeah. like, what Will has been up to. So Will starts, he starts meeting with Dustin Hoffman pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, since mm-hmm. it's like his death was imminent, Dustin Hoffman was like, let's get you in here tomorrow. Uh, I really, oh, yeah, because you might be dead by Friday. <laughs> um, there's a great scene. Dustin Hoffman has like this composition book of like questions to ask him to figure out like what mm-hmm. kind of story he's in. And it's like, yeah. have you been given a gift? Anything outside your door? Mm-hmm. A horse? A Trojan horse? Like, <laughs> Are you the king of anything? Right. <laughs> Even if it's just a Are colony you looking, you under f- your floorboards. Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, and Wolf was like, no. <laughs> but he's just trying to will it down what genre he's mm-hmm. in. And so they, they, they're trying to figure out, if, is it a comedy or is it a tragedy? Yes. And he's like, comedy, you get married. Tragedy, you die. And, um, and so he kind of says, have you met anyone yet? that absolutely loathes you and Will Ferrell is like, I'm an IRS agent. Everyone loathes me or something like (laughs) that. So then he's like, well, yes, Ashley, this, you know, I just started auditing this baker, you know, she hates me to my core. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, Will Ferrell makes, has this little book and on one side it says comedy and the other side it says tragedy. And then the next time he goes to meet her, he makes like little tick marks Mm -hmm. when like cute things happen and when terrible things happen. 
Yeah. And uh, at the end and of the he's day, got way more tragedy. Yeah. Tick marks. Because like I think she on purpose ones. had been like kind of rude to him, and like she so she mean. had her stuff organized, but then she like threw it all mm-hmm. in a box and unorganized it. Yeah. Just yeah to be mean. Um. Yeah. And like put him like near the bathroom so people would be interrupting him all the time. But at the end of the day, she'd made him cookies and the hair, like, yeah. it didn't sound like he had, like, the best upbringing. Like, his mom yeah. didn't give him cookies, like, after school. Mm-hmm. So she'd given him cookies yeah. and milk. And he, Harold, so by the book, he's like, she was going to give him the rest of the pan of cookies. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can't take them. It's a, it'd be considered a gift, like, bribery or something. Yeah. And then, so he's, like, and trying he's to like, purchase I, I, them. I, yeah. And then that just makes her feel bad, yeah. and he realizes, oh, you made these for me. Yeah, and I just and, ruined uh, this. And, <laughs> yeah. So he, so you get the feeling that Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, doesn't hate him, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of feels bad for being so mean to him, and, but, um, um, but yeah, so there's, like, some, they have a little connection there, I guess. So, um, other things, let's see what else. Fool Feral, he starts playing the guitar. He's going to learn to play the guitar. And he, um, oh, one of, uh, Dustin Hoffman's advice, he was like, just don't do anything. Right. See if what you are doing moves the plot Mm -hmm. along. Or, you know, so he's like, just stay home. Do not answer the door. Do not answer the phone. Just stay at home. Mm -hmm. So he just, like, sits at home and he's watching, like, this... National Geographic yes. documentaries about animals in the wild who are like all getting eaten mm-hmm. and like peeing into a bottle and then he doesn't do anything all day and then all of a sudden a crane or a backhoe comes yeah. in and like starts destroying it takes his apartment. out his TV. Yeah. Because they had the wrong address or something like oh. that. So, um, so Will has to move in with Dave, mm-hmm. which is actually, like, kind of good for him, because now he's, like, with his friend, because yeah. he hasn't been going to work. He's still, like, on a sabbatical. Yeah. Um, it's funny, um, he asks him a question, like, what would you do, like, a oh, hypothetical, yeah. what would you do if you only yeah. had a little bit of time left to live? And then, uh, Tony Hill's like, do I have unlimited income? And Will's like, no. Do I have a superpower? No. It's just you. It's like... <laughs> No, you're you. And then he, like... But you said it was hypothetical. (laughs) I know. So he had to give him a superpower. And he's like, you're really good at math. And it's like, that's not a superpower. That's a skill. Right, right. So he's like, fine, you're invisible. (laughs) Yeah. But Tony Hill says that he would go to space camp. He'd always wanted to (laughs) go. like, I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, So they, you know, you can see, like, their friendship a little bit. And he's learning to play guitar. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to live his life. Um... And then he uh, decides to go back and see Maggie Gyllenhaal and brings her flowers. Oh, that part's so sweet. But instead sweet. of flowers, it's like different kinds of baking flour. Mm-hmm. That that was a great little part. And um, and so uh, they have a nice little moment. And he she brings him back to her apartment and makes him food. And uh, he plays the guitar for her. And uh, yeah, they have a, a you know. A, a, a nice evening together. Yep. She did say, like, like I need to get to know you a little bit first. So, like, nothing yeah. really happens until after they talk over supper. Right. And then he plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they get to know each other. Oh, I don't know the name of the song. It's like, I go. I go the whole wide world. Yeah. I go the whole wide world just to find you. Mm-hmm. So whatever that song is called. 
That is the song. Yeah, whatever that. That he plays. He's good at yeah. it. He does good. Uh, and so we go back to uh, Dustin Hoffman because he's like, okay, she like she's falling in love with me. Like this is a comedy. Like it's not a tragedy. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. hate me anymore. He's hopeful. So he's feeling really optimistic. Yeah. And so Dustin Hoffman's like, oh, okay, well that changes everything because he had made a list of authors That's right. that it could have possibly been. And so he's like, here, I'll give this to you. Um, and so while they're talking. There's an interview playing on the TV with Emma Thompson. Yeah. And so Will Ferrell hears her and he's like, that's her. That's the narrator. That's mm-hmm. her voice in my head. And so Dustin Hoffman was like, oh, you didn't tell me she was British. Right. That changes everything. <laughs> so then he was like, I'm, you know, I hate to tell you this, but in all of her books, Someone she died. kills her character. Yeah. She kills the main character. That's just what, that's what she mm-hmm. does. So then Will Ferrell's like, I can't die now. Like, I've just fallen in love. I'm just learning how to live. Like, so he's like, I gotta go find this woman and convince her not to kill me. Yep. So he, Dustin Hoffman had a book. Um, Mm -hmm. So he grabs the address for the publisher and just like runs over there and talks to the person at the Mm -hmm. reception desk and tries to get contact information. Uh, He claims to be the Mm brother-in-law. Uh, in the end, they end up connecting, uh, and he comes in and he tells her, like, I'm the, I'm Harold Crick. I hear the sound of the ocean while I'm filing and stuff like that. Yeah, she's like, your eyes, your shoes, your hair, like, everything, yeah. like, you are Harold Crick. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, basically, you know, he kind of, they chat and... Um, he's like, please don't kill me, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has already finished it. She has written it out, right. like, on She's notebook paper. But she mm-hmm. hasn't typed it. And so Queen Latifah suggests, like, let him read it. Like, just let him read it and see what happens. Yeah. But um, he can't bring himself to read it, so he brings it back to Dustin Hoffman and asks him to read it. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back the next day, and Dustin Hoffman's like, this is the best piece of literature you know, of this century yeah. or something like that, of these last decades. He's like, it is beautiful. And, like, he's like, you have to let her kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and Will Ferrell's like, what? But he's like, it's beautiful. He's like, read it and you'll understand. Like, read yeah. it. And so he does. He stays up all night on a bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he rides the bus all day and reads the book and um, comes back and is like, it's okay. You know, basically, yep. he tells her, like, it's okay. And um, and then he kind of just has, like, a last evening. Yeah, with Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I thought for a second, I couldn't remember, like, if he was going to tell her that he was going to die or something like that. But he tells her, like, you can claim the food you give away yeah. on your taxes or something mm-hmm. like that. And that'll, like, make up for the yeah. stuff you withhold yeah, or the, whatever. It was good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, that's the point, is to cheat the IR, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Is to, you know, mess And then you up. also see him make a and call, um, you find out later to, like, a space camp place yeah, for his friend Dave. Yeah, he said so, yeah, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then we see Emma is now, like, obviously distraught over yeah. the fact, and she, her, she's having, like, an existential crisis of, like, how many people have I killed? Mm-hmm. And it was, I feel like it was eight. Like, in all of her books, she always kills somebody. Yeah. So she was like, this person, you know, drowned. This person, mm-hmm. you know, died right before, te- I killed a teacher, you know, right the day before summer vacation. And she's like, yeah. did I really kill these people? Like, mm-hmm. y- you know, she's just, which is like kind of a really interesting, sad moment for her. Yeah. And, um, and so she's like, 
she ready she's ready to sit down and do it so she go she's so we see kind of like her typing out the story and then will ferrell like acting the things out like living mm-hmm. his life and um and uh, basically, Mary, why don't you tell us how Emma Thompson was going to end the book, what was going to happen yeah. to Harold Crick. So that one fateful day where little did he know happened, his watch was set, <laughs> was it like three minutes fast or something? Yeah, three so minutes he too was, fast. So he wasn't late to get to the bus like he normally is. He was early. He was early. Yeah. So he's like waiting with a bunch of people. He's eating his apple. Um, and then a little boy comes by and it gets pushed out onto the street and he's driving and mm-hmm. Will rushes out to protect him from the bus and he gets hit by mm-hmm. the bus. And his apple just yeah. rolls. Because I think what inspired yeah. her, like, she'd gone to get cigarettes and she'd seen apples mm-hmm. rolling off the stand. Yeah. And it, like, inspired yeah, her. Yeah, into the street. Yeah. So. And so then we see, uh, so Will Ferrell's, like, laying there dying. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, cannot hit the, she all has, Harold Crick was D-E. Yeah. Like, she cannot finish it. And then, um... And then she decides not to kill him. Mm-hmm. And just she just critically, you know, maims <laughs> yeah. him or whatever. So he's like, his arm is broken, his legs are all broken, of his, his ribs are broken. His limbs are in a cast, yeah. And his, like, he's got, like, yes. a head cast. Yeah, he, he's in some traction. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and, and visits uh, um, the professor. They'd never yeah. met, but, like, he'd written letters to her. So, like, mm-hmm. he feel, yeah. they feel like they know each other maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then she's like, I rewrote the ending. And, like, mm-hmm. he says it loses something and, like, it doesn't match with the rest of the book. And she's like, it's okay. Penny's going to mm-hmm. get me an extension so she can, like, make the book match. Because, like, yeah. you can't say little did he know his death was imminent when like, he doesn't actually die now. He doesn't actually die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she's okay. She's like, okay, that it's not the greatest work of her career. Yeah. But, like, she was like, I couldn't kill him, you know. Right. Like, something is... Mm-hmm. I think it was because, like, yeah. if he knew that he was going to die... But he was going to yeah. let me do it anyway. That's a good man. Yeah. And, I, and you don't want to, like, kill a good... Something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. hmm And, uh, and so then, yeah, Maggie Gyllenhaal comes to visit Will in the uh, hospital bed. Mm-hmm. And so they're happy and Emma's okay. And Dave's that's going to space much camp. how the movie ends. Yep. Dave's going to space camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's stranger than fiction. So, yeah. Uh, Mary, do you want to talk some fashion? Sure. Is there any fashion that you noticed in this movie? Well, we really see Harold's fashion. <laughs> I don't know. It starts with, like, suits. Like, um, yeah. suit and tie every day to work. Mm-hmm. And then when he's not going to work, it's, like, still, like, jeans or, like, those khaki pants with, like, the collar shirt mm-hmm. and a sweater. <laughs> so, like, yes. It's like, oh, it's so casual. Like, it's so pretty mm-hmm. dressy in my mind. Um, and then Emma yeah. Thompson's character, I think you were, yeah, you kind of described Maggie Gyllenhaal as like a, kind of like mm-hmm. hippie esque. Yeah. Um, in that sense, and then Emma Thompson was very. I feel like she just had one outfit. It was like a cardigan, um, a really baggy button up, and some pants. Yeah. That was like her writing mm-hmm. work, or workwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she wore mm-hmm. most days, and then, like on the in the one of the last scenes where she goes and visits Dustin Hoffman, she's like, like she, it looks like she's like taking care of herself that day, you know? Yeah, she's it's like bathed, she took a shower yep. and combed her hair, <laughs> and yeah. she put on a dress with like a cardigan. Yeah, it 
kind of looked like she was always in pajamas, like men's pajamas and a robe. Like yeah. that's kind of what it looked like. That's like a just good very point. baggy and loose yep. and smelled of smoke. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my impression. So yeah, not a lot going on in the not too no. much going on in the fashion world. Like everyone kind of has nope. their like lane. No sparkly blazers. No, no blazers. No ball gowns, no blazers. No. Well, then let's get right to it and review this movie. Erin, how do you rate this movie? Well, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about Mm it. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give this movie three plates of cookies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to say I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to because I had that memory of not really liking it. Um... But it was, I do like Will Ferrell. I thought it was, like, a different kind of funny. It was more of a subtle funny, just, like, his some of his mannerisms and, and uh, the part, you know, just the, the funny interactions that he would have. Yeah. Um, it was only slightly cringy. Um, it was just, it was a very interesting take. It was just a, a, a different sort of movie, you know, that you, doesn't really fit into any other sort of genre i guess yeah just as the way that it's done it's like a, you know not sci-fi but you know what i mean it's just like a diff- almost like a dream world sort of movie i don't mm-hmm. know um but it was good uh i guess the only part that i i don't know super didn't care for is when he brings her the flowers which is the cutest thing in the yeah. movie and then immediately after he just says i want you and i'm like yeah mm, i don't know that seemed a little uh, uh, forceful mm-hmm. and a slightly out of character for him in that moment. Right. Um, because then she's just like standing there going, what? And then he just kind of keeps saying it. <laughs> I know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like you um, start with like liking each other first. I like you. Yeah. Or something else. I don't know. But so that was just a little too forceful. It was then later she does say it back. She says, I want you to mm-hmm. like later on in the evening. But um, that was my only part. It was, like, it was, like, the cutest part, and then the one part I was, like, I don't know. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it three. Mary, what about okay. you? Okay. Going in, I was maybe going to give it another number, but after your review. Oh, boy, okay. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm going to give it um, 3.75 <gasps> wristwatches. Nice. <laughs> very um, good, very good. Yeah. Why, why? I think... What's your reasoning? I think just overall it's like a refreshing, different kind of movie. And like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I would just base it on like, well, I own it. So like, I probably wanted (laughs) to watch it again at some point, even though it is on Netflix right now. So I did not put in my DVD, of course. I just watched it on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Of course. Um, Who watches DVDs anymore? What's a DVD? Um, Yeah, I think I just liked it. Like, in some ways, like, sometimes I can't handle... Um, too much of, like, the crass, mm-hmm. I don't know, humor, like, of a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, Eurovision was good. It was maybe just a little long and maybe a too much about, mm-hmm. like, yeah, potty humor kind of stuff. Like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> go over, over the top. So they get, like, that it was just kind of, like, yeah, like you said, like that. Like, it's still funny, but it's, like, subtle funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just good. It had really good music in the... Mm-hmm. It did have good music. In the music. background, and, like, just as a whole. And I think I just enjoyed, mm-hmm. like, 
think, you know, it's like kind of like it's both things. It's like a book and a movie because you're getting the narration yeah. and the and the acting mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, it brings up, you know, questions about like if you knew you were going to die, like what would you do? Right. You know? Totally. Which I feel like we've had, you know, other movies that have kind of felt like that, too. But, you know, he just and, you know, the tragedy of it all that he was just going to start to live and then he was going to mm-hmm. die. But I mean, that's life. You never know. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Get on the plane. Live your life. <laughs> But wear a mask and take precautions. That's right. When you can. That's right. But, um, so it does, you know, it has that great message of, like, embracing life and getting out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and breaking some rules along the way. And, uh, and that also that, you know, like, Emma, for her, like, writing the perfect novel wasn't everything, you know, at the end of the day. Like, it was more important for this good man to live his life than for her to you know, write this amazing novel mm-hmm. or whatever. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are good, solid reviews. Yeah. What would have happened if she just like renamed her guy? I don't like, know. Would that have worked out? I don't know. Do you think that she actually did kill those other people too in her books? And that they had these narrators in their head and never figured out what was going on and then they just died? I hope not. Mm-hmm. I don't like... On initial watching, yeah. no, I didn't think that. But mm-hmm. I don't know if she's got, like, if she's some special magical... Magic yeah, typewriter. Right, the magic typewriter. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of interesting because, like, in a standard book, we have a magic mailbox. And here she has, like, that's a magic right. typewriter. Magic typewriter. What? Wow. Maybe that's why I like it because I like the lake house so much. And then... <laughs> it has vague lake house... Vibes. Vague, yep. A little. Yep. Super vague. Okay. People communicating with no reason, rhyme or reason. Mm-hmm. But the, in mm-hmm. this one, it's only one-sided. A one-way conversation, one way, yeah. you are correct. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's what we thought. So let's get into what other people thought about this movie and head to the Amazon reviews. We have picked a five star and a one star. And Mary, since you had the higher score, you get to leave the read this lovely, lengthy five star review. Okay, the Will Ferrell movie for people who don't like Will Ferrell movies. What? Okay, reviewed <laughs> in the United States on January twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Ooh, not that long ago. First off, I'm not a fan of any of Will Ferrell's other movies. I find them juvenile and cringeworthy at best. This is not like any of those movies. It is darkly funny and touching with a deep story and well-developed characters. It tells a story that is both heart-wrenching and empowering at the same time. Will Ferrell's humor is there, but it is tempered with a maturity and weight that is missing from most of his other films. If you like Jim Carrey in The Truman Show or Bill Murray in Lost in Translation then this is the Will Ferrell movie for you. I will say, looking over the reviews, I would say most of them started off with, I don't like Will Ferrell movies, but I like this one. (laughs) Like, they have some sort of nature of, like, I don't like his other movies, but this one was sophisticated enough for me to enjoy. I feel like that's kind of what I said, but mine's more like, like, one time I was watching Semi-Pro on TV, and I liked it. But, like, I'm yeah. sure I don't think I'd like Semi-Pro if I had to watch, like, all of it. You know, like, the director's cut or whatever. 
I know. I do, I, I do like Ricky Bobby. Okay. I haven't been a long time, so maybe I shouldn't say that. And I did I did like um, Blades of Glory because <laughs> it's like Olympic figure right. skating. Right. Um, I, I, I like that one a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so here is your one star review entitled Should Have Killed Him, oh. reviewed in the United States on August 5th, 2019. I like the movie until she kept him alive. It would have been tragic, but in that way, it would not have been like every other movie. Not many good tragedies these days. This could have been one of them. Instead, it's just okay. <laughs> That's an interesting take on it. Yeah. He, he wanted to die, yeah. I guess. That would have been... Because I feel like one thing they're doing is like... They're trying to make, they're trying to better Emma's character, because she really just seemed yeah. terrible. She's awful. And she's, like, mean to Queen Latifah yeah. the whole movie, pretty so, much. in some ways, like, it's good to see, like, her redemption storyline. And, like, Harold's storyline of, like, finally, like, starting to break out of a shell and live a little bit more. So, I, yeah, if, if she would have killed him... That would have been real rough. It would have been, that's the thing. It would have been a, it would have been a different yeah. movie then. She would have gone back and rewrite the movie <laughs> to make it not so sad. Right. Or make it more, more sad, sad, I guess. More sad. Okay. Mary, is there anything else you would like to say about this movie? Nope. Good title. I think it's a good title. That's true. Right? Yep. And great graphics. That's, you know, I already mentioned that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Truth is always stranger than fiction. It's a, hmm. That's a, yeah. I, I am intrigued by the title. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks so much, y'all, for listening. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, tell us your thoughts and your dreams and how much you love Emma Thompson, then you can email us at allmymoviespodcast at gmail.com. That is allmymoviespodcast at gmail. Dot com. I thought we haven't been getting many emails because I say it too fast. I thought <laughs> if I slowed it down. It. Maybe, should I spell it maybe? Should no. I just say all the letters? No, please oh, don't. Okay. Why did we make it such a long email? Uh... <laughs> because that's the name of our that's show. It. Or if you're on the Twitter, you can tweet us at all my movies show. Mm-hmm. And Erin, would you like to leave us with some final thoughts straight from the movie poster? He's not crazy. He's just written that way. That's a pretty good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And he's not. Oh, he was. I guess was he crazy? I guess he felt like he was. Go- he was felt like he was going crazy because he, he was, was screaming and he heard a narrator. Dave was very concerned about <laughs> him. <laughs> With good reason, yeah. yeah. Let me know if anyone, if you ever hear a narration, like sometimes. If I hear voices, I'll narrate But what if it's my own voice narrating it? Then I don't Do you talk to yourself? Yeah. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Quite a bit. Mm -hmm. All the time. (laughs) It's very lonely out here. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the All My Movies podcast. Remember to review, subscribe, and follow Erin and Mary on Twitter at All My Movies Show.